The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. The after show, the after show, the after show. It's the after show, everybody. And uh, not that we haven't had enough questions said to us already, but today we are talking about Cigar of the Year lists. The lists. Now, you know we have our care package that we put, not our care package. Uh, that, that, that is something pack. there. We have our uh, contenders pack. So yeah. you actually know well in advance what we think the best cigars of the year are before anybody else puts it out. But somebody has put their full list out and named their cigar of the year, and it just happened the other day. So why not bring it up? And it seems like we're, I, that I go on here and I beat up them. Who's ever first out of the gate? Is the one we're going to beat up, and then everybody else can hear it. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What do you think? Why do you need 25 on a list? Who cares about 25? Who cares who number two is, right? Yeah, I mean, but even stop it at 10. Well, you got to take. They got going. more than ten advertisers, so you got to take care ah. of everybody. Yeah, and you got to pick a few that you want to maybe convince to advertise. Well, I got a lot to say about this. So we're talking about um, Cigar of the Year lists, and this can be anybody, but what's going to come up uh, is going to be the top 25 Cigar of the Year from Cigar Aficionado, only because they came out with it first. So um, those that have not seen it, um, the uh, number one Cigar of the Year was H. Upman, number two. It's a Cuban cigar. Cuban cigar. Uh, And it's an H. Upman. And why H. Upman? Because that one was so much better than the Romeo and Juliet and the Hoya de Monterey and the Boulevard, because I'm on record saying they're all the same. They're all the same. Here's the blend of it. Seiko, Viso, and Lajero of Cuban seed grown in Cuba from the same area and rolled together and... They only make one friggin' cigar, right? They may, right? Maybe they make some limited releases that are a little different and things like that, but for the most part... They're color-sorted, correct? Yeah, yeah. They're all the same. And I got to imagine Cigar Aficionado knows it, but whatever. They have done it. Uh, not Certainly not the first time uh, a Cuban was number <laughs> one, uh, but worse than that is in the top 10, two Cubans are in the top 10. In the top 25... Four Cubans are in the top 25. They're all Twix, <laughs> as they say on the Seinfeld, right? They, well, anybody anyway. knows the left Twix is better than the right yeah, Twix, even yeah. though they're the same Twix. Well, now let me ask you this. You've got the list in front of you. I have just the top 10 in front of me. But you right, can certainly but, look at but even list. in the top 10, you yeah. can always name which manufacturers, if not their position. And that's another thing. Talk right. about always the same. 
it's always exactly the well, same. You, you've got to have Fuente. You've got to have Padron. You've yep. got to have Oliva. The surprise on this one was Davidoff because they don't, they don't give mm. Davidoff much love during the year. And to have them come in at number three was surprising. And another thing, as I looked at the list, I'm like, who smokes Churchill's? Why is everything a Churchill? Because it's always list? Churchill's or torpedoes. <laughs> so here's the thing of if if I can give a something to cigar aficionado, like a constructive say, criticism, constructive perhaps? criticism is it's so. I look like I'm a genius because I can pick it every single time because nothing has ever changed. It's the same deal every single time. And go through the top twenty five. Every cigar manufacturer uh, is is there. They try not to duplicate and give somebody too much love. If they want to give somebody love, they move them up towards the top. Number well, two was Rocky Patel 60. Mm-hmm. It should have been number one. Mm-hmm. It was number one for the ash holes last year, by yes, the way. Yes, it was. And he, here it is by Rocky Patel 60 being put in here as number two, and deservingly so. Uh, they should have been number one, and they are number one in the free world as far as I'm concerned. It also says that Cigar Aficionado is a year behind. Besides the Rocky Patel being a year behind, everything else is 10 years behind or more. Well, uh, sophisticated hooker is only a year or two old. (laughs) But you can't get it. Right, right. Unavailability, which is obviously all the Americans that read – the magazine, it's, it's illegal to actually well, that, purchase That's the one the thing that really bothers me. They're an American-based magazine. Yeah. Their offices are in New York City, and they're naming a cigar that they're only able to smoke because they're pressed, so they're, they're yeah. excluded from the rules. Look, if a European-based magazine, uh, be it Cigars and Lovers, be it Cigar Journal, they name the Cuban cigar, all right, you're in Europe. You're catering to the European market. You're an American-based company catered toward the American reader who makes up the majority of cigar smokers and makes up the, by far the majority of their subscriptions as limited as they might be these days. Barry's fired up. It reeks of the emperor's new clothes, you know, the emperor's new clothes where the, uh, people are just afraid to say it that they've fallen off. Although this year, even though I'm only on MeWe and Twitter, they took a beating from the consumers well, for this this call. We, you know, I just got back from Miami. I forget who we're, we were talking to, and they were trying to remember the top ten list. You know, you remember is number one. Well, no, I said I think number ten was like rare pink sad whore or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was close, right? Sophisticated hooker, unsophisticated. Oh no, sophisticated. It's a sophisticated. Yes, oh, my very God. sophisticated. We're talking like Ashley Madison level, not 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 Craigslist level. All right. <laughs> then you're talking like like, like uh, uh, Jonathan saying Churchill, 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 um, torpedo, torpedo, Churchill, torpedo, uh, which is always the case. Yeah. And then you look at the top ten, and you say this is the same club that take last year's. Go back five years ago. There's the Padron. There's the Fuente, just another one. There's, there's my father. There's an Alec Bradley. There's an Oliva. Mm-hmm. There's a Cuban. There's a Rocky Patel. The, you know, it's the same thing that ends up happening. And listen, I'm a, I'm a proponent on rinse and repeat. When you got something that works, <laughs> why not just do it over and over and over again? But it gets to the point, and maybe it's just me because I'm so entrenched in the cigar industry. Looking at it, I go, you've got to be shitting me here. It, it's well, the same old thing. Now, here's the upside of that, right? 
maybe you can get some of those cigars because they pick the sizes nobody buys. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> the, the, but no it, one, no one comes in and says, "I'd like to try number two. Right? They will this year because number two is yeah. Number one. And we saw that the year that the Rocky Patel Sun Grown was the number two birth against the Cuban. Uh, is it this the second time Rocky Patel's been the, the, the bridesmaid? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we saw a, and I online I saw a huge spark in Rocky Patel 60, 60, really? 60 ring gauge being sold. Yeah. Mm. So well, that's a size that didn't sell well. So <laughs> yeah, here's the, here's the deal with a sixty. A sixty ring gauge typically goes to a bargain shopper. They're getting a sixty ring gauge to get to getting more for very very little money more than the regular size. So you take a Rocky Patel Toro. That's how I sold myself to my wife. Yeah. I told her she was getting more for yeah. less. You get a Rocky Patel Toro, uh, a 6x52, and a Rocky Patel 60, 6x60, you're getting eight ring gauges more for a short amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to Rocky Patel 60, it's an expensive cigar. Yeah. So now you kind of... That person that looks at value says, well, it's too much money to begin with. Let me go to something else. So I would say the Rocky Patel 6060, which I've smoked very, very good, mm-hmm. um, was the slowest mover in the bunch. Now for it sure. may be the bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they did them a solid for sure. The Davidoff Nicaraguan Diadema, number three, mm-hmm. absolutely of the Davidoff Nicaraguan, slowest mover in the bunch. Mm-hmm. I'm um, shocked they didn't put a Lancero. Well, on it that. is it, it it is the best one of the Davidoff Nicaraguan series. The Diadema is by far the best, so they they at least got the size right. And Barry, the uh, Padron 1964 Anniversaries uh, Principe, Principe, the natural. Yes, uh, Barry rated that uh, a 100, but he did it 12 years ago at least. <laughs> right, <laughs> it, it's nothing new, and um, I believe the Romeo and Juliet. Um, Reserva Real, Nicaraguan, probably four or five years old. And it's been in the top ten twice. Yes. And, in the ro- and so has the Fuente, so has the Padron, so has the My Father, so has the Oliva, so is the, the uh, that's it. Yeah. I, I, uh, and and the, I don't think the Cubans have repeated as they are, uh, and it's a new. Uh, Just outside of the top ten is E.P. Carrillo's Pledge. Which was number one. Yep. Last so now year. they give it 11. It's. I mean, it. It, it, it is a good cigar. Slot. It is a good cigar, and I don't. It just. I don't know. It just. Bo- it bothers me when they. I, I always like to look at number eleven because it, it, you got a newer number eleven c- and number twenty five are all right. Number eleven. There's nothing Sacrificial you can do with lamb, this. Right. right. There's nothing you can do with this. You remember they gave it a hammer and sickle. Yeah. And Eric Hansen came in. I said, Congratulations. He goes, That's the bullshit prize. <laughs> Number 11. What the hell do you want me to hey, do with that? It was that? so good. They named it one twice. Right. <laughs> and uh, number 25 is okay. We're gonna that was name. the loser. Yeah. What was number 25? Number 25 is Placencia Reserva Original Corona. Okay. Um, a Corona, another popular the, size. The organic that they do, part of the organic line. I don't know. All right, so my question to you, and we'll get to this after um, our little break we're going to have, but what is missing in the top 25? What is missing? What deserves to be there? Uh, it can be old cigars because they're certainly not looking at um, new cigars, and we'll get into that. But right now it's time for the strength and character segment. 
brought to you by Camacho Cigars. It's time for incredible feats of strength, brought to you by Camacho Cigars. For six decades, Camacho have been working hard to build the best damn cigar around, and they have gotten through it all by sticking to their vision. The strength to do anything they set their hand to. Camacho Cigars. And I have here the top 10 athletic accomplishments and athletes when it comes to track and field. And we're up to number three here. We have Carl Lewis, who competed... I know him. ...in the men's 100-meter, 200-meter, and long jump. He's considered as the World Athlete of the Century by the IAAF, now World Athletics. Carl Lewis is unquestionably one of the most decorated and talented athletes to ever walk the earth. From 1979 to 1996, Lewis won 18 world championships and Olympic gold medals. He's also only one of three athletes in the Olympic history to ever successfully defend their Olympic title in four consecutive editions. Imagine that. 16 years of staying up at the top. Maybe that's why I know him. Or did he guest star on Saturday Night Live once? <laughs> I don't know. I think he did. <laughs> I think he did Dancing with the Stars is what you're thinking of. No. And part of it's, it's he has an easy to pronounce name. I mean, so many people, he's he hasn't even been able to read the name. Right. So it's not going to stick. All right. For over 10 years, Lewis went completely undefeated in the long jump, only to be finally taken down by Mike Powell, who broke the world record in the 1991 World Championships. That's Carl Lewis. So Carlos, when he won that championship, who came in second? No one knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> no one knows, and, that's and no the one whole cares. point of with the cigar of the year. So as I say, we do the contenders for the cigar of the year, and actually, this Monday will be the last time you can actually vote uh, because we need to get the, the last votes in uh, before we pick the cigar right. of the year on New Year's Eve. Uh, get your ballots in, but we have. Seven contenders, we call them, and they're in no particular order, but one of them will be the cigar of the year. Everybody else, we say, comes in second because it, it actually doesn't matter, right? Yeah, first in a long line of losers. There's a top 25 of cigar aficionado, and not one of our seven is in their top 25. Hmm. Is that a good you know thing? why? Because they're all new cigars hmm. of this year. They're all contenders for the cigar of the year, as opposed to, and I know I bring the same analogy up each time, the Godfather wins movie of the year in 2022. <laughs> Never seen Be it. Because it was really good. You'd like it if you, if you saw it, and you'd probably say movie of the year. But it was movie <laughs> of the year in 1973, huh. not in 2022. Um, West Tampa Cigar Company, Black, mm -hmm. could possibly be the cigar of the year. Eleanor Rose. Uh, could be the Cigar of the Year. Terra Nova, Araparique, could be the Cigar of the Year. Aganosa Leaf Corojo, could be the Cigar of the Year. Garofalo La Familia Sungrown, could be the Cigar of the Year. Nesta Miranda Special Selection, Connecticut, could be the Cigar of the Year. Or Montosa Toro Maduro, could be the Cigar of the Year, none of which are on their top 25. How, how many of those were Churchills? None. Uh -huh. Torpedoes? They were Toros and Robustos. Ah. They were the ones that sell the most, too. <laughs> Not the, the worst-selling size, the best-selling size. But, again, you're taking a show that our retailers and consumers, and we're putting everything into it as opposed to writers. Well, writers write. Writers that write and also have to do research. So you're, you can't report the news in real time. If you're busy researching it, 
Whereas we are reporting the news. And There's plenty in this of case, online stuff that happens on the hour, every hour. Sure. It's, it's a bullshit argument uh, that they can't end up doing it. Uh, but this isn't this isn't necessarily for online. This is the magazine yes. itself. Yeah, I know they released it on their website, but it's going to be in the next issue of yeah. Cigar Aficionado for the first of the year. Now, um, as I said, it's the same old stuff that happens over and over and over again. Who's missing? And they'll say to me, uh, you never put a contender in the two guys smoke shop doesn't carry the brand right well if if i thought the cigar was really good why would i not carry the brand so of course uh the first step is for us to carry the brand we think the cigar is good enough then we're picking the stuff that we thought was good enough and making a top seven cigar or eight cigars however many picked that year as as contenders of it so the first step is to actually get your foot in the door and that's paying with my money right. actually saying okay i'll buy them so, uh, well, how about the cigar first cigar in the history of mankind to be rated 102? That's right, that's a candidate, and it's not for us because it's not availability. Yeah, limited that's available. Right it is for the ash holes, mm -hmm. it can be in there with smoke during the show. You happen to miss that show, yeah, I but, know, but you've had the cigar before. You do that when I miss a show, you pick something great and say, I'll show him, and then you say, Okay, I'm gonna miss less, right. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm he says. pretty sure that happens. Like, oh, you know, he's not going to be here. Barry's not going to be here. Let's smoke something and make him say, I'm not missing a show ever again. Uh, that, I'm pretty I, sure that's part of the I equation. I did miss an acid show, but that was before you were on. Uh, you would have put something great yeah, in there. Yeah. All right. So, what is missing in their top 25? So, after four through six came out, I went back to look to see what some of the ratings were. Yeah. And they rated Olmec very, very high. Okay. But it did not make their top 25. And did it never make, did uh, Nick Malillo ever make their top 25? Yeah, we did uh, last year for High Clare Castle, oh, okay. I think. I, I think he was the number one value pick. Yeah, he's done that too right. as well. So but he, he wasn't going to be number one because he's still a small company and he can't afford the $180,000 a year <laughs> to advertise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, he was missing um, in the top 25. It's certainly not going to be a value cigar because it's not cheap, so uh, he won't show up even uh, afterwards. Um, where is Perdomo? Come on. How can it be ignored? How can you ignore that uh, Cigar uh, Authority Cigar of the Year two years ago? Um He's in every every cigar journal of cigar of the year. Yeah, just ignored, which makes it seem bad. It makes it seem that he's not an advertiser, and now it you know I don't say you make him number one, but you got to put him in there, right? You got to count yeah. him in. He's definitely in the mix. Yeah, um, Aladino. I know it's a new company, but your idea of your magazine is to tell people what's going on. Your news, right? Your news. Uh, Aladino is news, right? Um, selected Tobacco, anything from Selected Tobacco, Nelson Alfonso, Atabe, Byron, Bandolero, Alfonso, you have never put anything, any rating of anything. Come on, how do you ignore Nelson Alfonso and, and his cigars that are out there? They're outstanding, and you're a cigar aficionado. They won't even put a picture of it in the magazine, no. even when the person being interviewed says, it's my favorite cigar. Right, and yeah. they put a picture of a different cigar. <laughs> cigar. 
Uh, and that goes for everything from United. They've never put a thing in there. Uh, and, you know, I'm telling you that when we pick Cigar of the Year, it's going to be something two guys smoke shop carries because that's product, pr- part of the criteria to be able to get in. In their case, they supposedly just buy cigars. You can't send cigars. They actually make the purchase of the cigars. And the places that they buy them, there are those brands available to them, and they just don't do it. Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, Steve Saka, been on everybody's lists all this time. Well, How long has it been? Six years, fam? As, yeah, as Steve posted on Facebook, they have an agreement. A mutual agreement. A mutual agreement that they will not review his cigars. Well, here was the mutual agreement. Hey, I'd like to advertise on uh, Cigar Aficionado. Steve we won't accept your money. You're not welcome to be in here. That was mutual. <laughs> he asked to get in there, and they said no. Mm. Um. If, if you want to call that mutual, but that, that's how it is. Um, Romacraft, have they ever been in their top 25? Right? I do not remember them being anywhere. So all these years, you're telling me you you have there's no shining light on Romacraft? Romacraft is every bit as good as Padron, and I know that because the only brand that a Padron smoker will switch off to is the Romacraft stuff because the flavor and the complexity – and the draw is there with Skip stuff. I, I don't understand how you could overlook them. Yeah. How can this stuff be ignored? Aganosa Leaf. Have they ever been in? Uh, stuff that they've made is in. Mm. For other people. For other people. Okay. Yeah, they've put Illusion stuff in there. Yeah. They, Illusion, they, they do yeah, blow there's, him. There's an Illusion in the top 25, Allegro or whatever it okay. is. Okay. Um, HVC, they never did? No. So Illusion, they do... But Agonosa sold Padron their tobacco when Padron was in the heyday in Cigar Aficionado getting all the ratings. It's the same damn tobacco. Just My, my father, you mean they sold all the tobacco to? They, they used to sell it. Well, according to Terrence, they used to sell it to Padron. Okay. Yeah, I heard the same thing from him a couple days ago. All Saints Cigars. I know it's only been a few years, but... Well, in I the mean, old days. They were not contenders two years in a row. In the old days, they weren't saying it's only been a few years. They were putting new manufacturers in the list. Yeah. So they've lost their way. How do you not want to try the new thing that comes into the cigar store that you're buying cigars at? Because if When I was a consumer, I wanted to know how you as a buyer were, were matching up to my taste. So if, you, if something passed your muster, now I want to know I got to smoke it. Here's an idea. They say they buy them at a store. Maybe they go to a store with a very limited selection. All, all they have is the same, the same, <laughs> same things. things every year. And I, and, and I know the two stores that they went to when I lived in New York. One of the stores, that was not the case. One of the stores, yes, it was the case. Well, and I want to take nothing away from Fuente, Padron, my father, uh, Oliva. They make great cigars. Yeah. But, but they're not the only ones. And 20 years later, it's still the same thing, the same mm-hmm. thing. Is that the case that nobody has stepped up and there's no, no, no newcomer of the year? There's not one new cigar no. in the top 25. Not one. No. Next year, that manufacturer will be close to the same. You're just going to take one, at least <laughs> yeah. one Cuban out. It's a shuffle. You're going to missing from the top Top 10 was LFD. 
Yeah, so you, and, you're going to end up getting in the top 25. And EPC, which was at number yes, 11. number 11. So those two will go up, yeah. and somebody, somebody here will go they, down. And they, yeah, which, which, listen, if you're number two or you're number 22, I don't think it matters. What matters is number one. In this case, number two does matter because number one is a Cuban that you can't get. Uh, is it affecting Davidoff Nicaragua Diadema sales as number three? No. no. I don't think so. No, I haven't seen it. It, it. Is number eight, Padrone Principe, all of a sudden booming? I have not seen it. Yeah, no, no it, it does good. It continues to do good, but... Yeah, that cigar doesn't even need any help. Yeah, but um, listen, it's going to be your turn in just a week and a half to beat up um, the Cigar Authority. You know what the contenders are. There they are. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, a surprise to most people what, what's going to end up winning, but I've set our criteria before. Uh, it doesn't change, and um, if you look at our, our past history of all the cigars, that's why I read it out, um, it makes sense, and then you'll see, oh, who's this Rocky Patel guy? Uh, who's this Perdomo guy? Way back in the day, and they were brand new, and then you say, oh, my God, they became Padron. No, they, they were Padron. They were <laughs> Uh, Perdomo, they were Rocky Patel, but they were brand new, and they they were something there. You're going to look at at, um, Cigar Aficionado's list, and you're going to say, we're going to see what's going to end up happening to this uh, Davidoff company uh, with Rocky Patel, with Oliva, my father, Padron, Romeo and Juliet, Alec Bradley, and Cubans. It's the same shit. The the thing I'm going to say about the Contenders Pack that I've noticed is a brand that really was has come alive as a result of being in the contenders pack is Eleanor Rose. This contenders yeah. pack really brought some awareness to that cigar. It should bring awareness to every one of them because they're all new. The, the, so, but they, and they, you know us as a retailer, we're, we're pushing and promoting the new stuff. Somebody comes in, we show it to them. Yeah. But a regular brick and mortar store that's self service, if that's what you want to call it, the stuff is just there. And the people go in on the, on themselves. Hopefully, this ends up making them. Oh, let me try that. It's a better way to go. It's a discovery process, then, right? The the, the consumer is going to smoke all of those. And right. as you said, even before it's picked, people say, "I love this. I'm getting a box." Well, and that's a, that's the thing that I've noticed is Eleanor Rose that they come in ten count bundles is very reasonably priced mm-hmm. too. Those bundles have been starting to go. It's always sold well by the single. Yeah, but now I'm seeing people jump to the bundles on those. Yeah, I will say hey. this: I had a lot of people that emailed in their their list. You know, either their number one or their one through seven. More than any years past, they said this was the toughest pack because they were all working. they're all good. Yep. They're all good. They're all good every year, but sometimes there's a mild cigar and a full-bodied cigar, and you go, I don't like mild cigars or whatever. And uh, listen, we have um, uh, Nesta Miranda Connecticut that's in there, mm-hmm. but there's plenty of flavor on that Connecticut cigar. And then you got Terra Nova, um, and Terra Nova, it's Araparique that's in there, and there's a unique taste. You got a couple of Maduros. Uh, you know, th- this was the best we could do. We try. I look, at, I look at Cigar Aficionado, and I said, "There's no, you don't get an A for effort for this. This is the same exact thing. Yeah, I you can phoned do, it in. Yeah, if, if you can't do it next year, if, uh, God forbid, something's going on, you're too busy to get to it, just let me know, and I'll, I'll actually pick it in advance for you because I know exactly. <laughs> you'll be happy with it. It'll be exactly the same, and that's what it ends up being. Hopefully, and there's a lot of bloggers out there and other podcasters and everything doing Cigar of the Year. Uh, 
just for your own sake or something, put a little effort into it and, mm. and try to have something in there that's going to serve a purpose of bringing attention to something, somebody and something. Just to say, uh, oh, what's a Cuban brand we haven't done? We did Romeo and we did Boulevard and we did Cohiba before. Uh, we haven't done an H. Upman in a, in a long time. Make the H. Upman Cuban <laughs> the cigar of the year. Uh, and serve no purpose and nothing for anybody. Yeah, the goal is not to not give yourself. Not even yourself. Not even yourself you're helping. I, I've seen the list over the years, and it does seem like they're trying to boost their own credibility by Steve Saka gets the top of the list on on the, the secondary list every year. And is that really there to help the cigar industry, or is that there to help your blog and that's really the question that you've got to ask. You have to be authentic to yourself and put something in that is really good, that you really like. I'd like to- Not I'd, just Steve Saka. I'd like to see one of the bloggers or one of the magazines or one of the podcasters come out with a cigar of the year. And then two years from now, you look at that and say, look at this. This guy ended up picking this a long time ago when nobody knew what it was. That's what we try to end up doing. That's what we always try to do is pick something, and then years from now, you're going to look at it and say, wow, we were really ahead of the game. In music, that's what I always did. Always. I played songs in the nightclubs, unknown songs, packed the dance floor, and the song became a hit later on. You pick the winners. Pick the winners in advance of it. That's the idea. Certainly not on the list that was here. So sorry to beat up Cigar Aficionado. Uh, you guys are the friggin' OG for sure. Um, your, your magazine, everything certainly helped retailers out there. I think you lost your way. I think uh, you're getting really comfortable and um, maybe uh, it's time to step it up and, and, and relook at this. But that's just my opinion. Uh, and that is it. Next week on the Cigar Authority, uh, it's Christmas Eve and we have no live audience. We are taping that show in advance in my office. I think you want to watch the show. I think it's not just a listen-to show. There's some athletics that happen. Yeah, I think you want to watch that show. Anyway, uh, Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next time. And uh, just like my hat says, thanks to Scooter, stick the lid in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.